Welcome to Solid Steps Radio. This is Chad Russell. I am co-host here with Kurt Souter of Further Still Ministries. How you doing this morning, Kurt? Chad, fantastic. Doing good. Good. Blessed to be here. Is it good, to, good to see you. Yeah, I'm good. It's good to be here. Um, for those who might be just tuning in, I just want to give you a quick little recap. This is Solid Steps Radio. If you're just listening for the first time, we are a show by men, for men, talking about man stuff that men don't typically want to talk about. And uh, the month of January, we're spending every week talking about issues of, of bettering ourselves as men. And last week's show, we talked about having a desert day. A desert day is when you unplug from the world, you leave the phone in the car or at home, and you don't check stocks, you don't check emails, you get alone with your thoughts and with God, which is a frightening thing to a lot of men. <laughs> and so this week, we're expanding on that a little bit on... Uh, talking about something that that men when you talk about this they will go in the opposite direction i don't know if you there are a few things that when you start bringing things like this up they will go in the opposite direction and we're going to talk this week about soul care and i don't mean your shoes (laughs) we're talking about not s-o-l-e we're talking about getting deeper in with your soul and so we got a uh, studio full of guests and uh, somebody on the line here. So, Kurt, why don't you introduce our, our guest for us? Yeah, you know, uh, listeners, we, we've got three guests today, and uh, one is a dear friend, a pastor buddy that I have known for over 25 years, and he's on the phone calling in from uh, central Illinois, and uh, his name is Tim Reese. We call him Slim in our family, so um, we're just going to call you, we're just going to keep calling you Slim. Morning, brother. Good morning, guys. Good to be with you this morning. Now, you know what? Tim has a distinct, this distinguished honor. He is our first repeat guest. I was wondering about that. You know like, what? You're man, right. I've made it twice. You're yeah, right. you've made it on twice. Have you Bob Russell back for twice yet? <laughs> yeah. No, we haven't had Bob back. Uh, wow. Just uh, We can't afford him. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That You're true. cheap. You're cheap, though. We can get you on yeah, there. So. So, uh, 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 so... Uh, Slim and um, tell us just a little bit. You got uh, you're married to Christy. Been married how long? Uh, twenty four years this year. Two uh, two beautiful daughters, Brianna, Melissa. One's in college and one's in high school. And you but have, yes, life is full. Yes, life is full. So that's that's yeah. great to have you, brother. And we're we're going to start. Uh, I'm, let me introduce my other two guests. Um, I'm looking across uh, the studio here to, at Randy Gibson. Randy, welcome. Uh, good morning. Yeah, good to be here. It's good to have you with us, uh, Randy. Tell us just real quickly about uh, your wife and family. And yeah, I'm married to Carolyn. Uh, we've got uh, two children. We've been married uh, 41 years now. You're not and- that old. 1974. You we got married. Ma- I was one year old, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> just FYI. <laughs> you were just a child. And then I have two uh, two children, um, Jennifer and Stephen, and both married. And um, I'm blessed with uh, two grandsons from my daughter and her husband, uh, Mike. And uh, blessed with a new granddaughter from my son, Stephen, and his wife, Lauren. And uh, uh, and she was born uh, December the 14th of right. uh, 2015. So a month old, a little over a month old. So uh, very blessed. Awesome. Good. And uh, and Randy is an attorney. No, wait a minute. Yeah. I was under the impression that attorneys had no soul. 
How can you? How can you be talking about soul care? I mean, how's that work? Well, we're, God we're, is we're, merciful. We're, God is merciful. We're actually we're we brought Randy in to really work on his soul today. Okay, that's right. <laughs> All right. And then we have uh, Bill Meek. Bill, uh, tell us a little bit about your family, real quick. Okay, I'm married to Susan. Been married for 29 years. Uh, I've got three daughters, Tessa, Lauren, and Jesse. We're entering a new season of our lives. Uh, they're all uh, either married or in college out of the house or half out of the house, and uh, that's just kind of a neat place for Susan and I to be. So we're just looking forward to what's ahead for our future. Mm. And uh, you're not an attorney. I am no, definitely not an attorney. <laughs> <laughs> I've used an attorney a number of times. Well, then Bill, has a, Bill does have a soul then, and, and Randy, we're going to work on his soul today. <laughs> Actually, you know, um, listeners, we're we're going to talk about uh, soul care and how do, how do we take our care of our soul. But really, um, uh, Slim, t- talk with us a little bit about uh, what is our soul and, and bring some definition to that a little bit. Well, um, you know, I think I think the soul has always been a very nebulous thing for most people. I was just thinking back. This morning a little bit that even you know even in Bible college we don't we don't really talk a lot about our soul and uh, you know most people think it's just that thing that floats off to heaven someday if you know Jesus or um, but uh, you know when you look at soul if you just did a word study of soul in the Bible uh, the Bible doesn't even really give an explicit definition it talks a lot about the soul um, but I, th- I think one of the uh, one of the people for me that have, has done good work on this is the late Dallas Willard, who has contributed so much in the uh, area of soul formation to uh, to the church, to Christ followers. And I think the, the best way to think about it, it, it really is the deepest part of our entire being, and it's um, it, it is, but it includes uh, everything: our body our feelings, our thoughts, our will, or intention, our interaction with others. And if you think about all of those things that make up a, uh, us as humans, it's like our soul is almost like the, the over, you know, the housing department for all of those things. And so, um, so the Bible, you know, when the Bible talks about our soul, we, we see David, David uses soul, soul language all over the place. Um, through the Psalms, uh, mm. primarily a soul book, and so you hear David say things in Psalm 119, like, my soul is weary with sorrow, and Psalm 42, my soul is downcast, and then he says in Psalm 103, praise the Lord, my soul. Mm. Uh, Psalm 62, he says, my soul finds rest, and Psalm 23, he says, he restores my soul, and so David, David's not just talking about one one part of his being, he's talking about his entire being, when his soul is downcast, he's talking about it. He's feeling it in his body. He's feeling it in his feelings, his thoughts, his his will, his interaction with other people in this world are affected when his soul is downcast. And when it's praising the Lord, it's the same thing. It's it's uh, So it's a whole person experience at the deepest level where I think our body, mind, will, uh, emotion, our intentions uh, all meet uh, in this place called the soul. Wow. And Randy, you're gonna you were gonna say something. I was gonna have a question for you. Okay, uh, you know that we are created in the image of God, in um, uh, chapter one and two of uh, Genesis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, uh, 
you know, a lot of people might think that uh, being created in the images of God is how we look bodily. But, but um, you know, the thought is that uh, perhaps it's really our soul um, and our character, um, you know, our will uh, that is really created in the image of God and has the characteristics of, of God that we can actually be creative and uh, uh, as God is creative and, uh, you know, have those various characteristics. Um, uh, so it's not necessarily how we just look our appearance, but it's, um, you know, it encapsulates who we are. It's, it's who we are as a person. Um, and um, so I just uh, throw it out to you. Do you have any, uh, any thoughts on that, Slim? Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I think I think what you just said it's it's who we are as a person, and that's why, you know, when we think of what makes us human, right? It's it is uh, our our bodies, our our emotions, our thinking, our intention, our will, and so it is all of those encapsulate who we are. And I think I think um, you know when you think about uh, Jesus uh, when he says in Matthew sixteen. You know what good will it be for a man to forfeit his soul? I think there's, you know, in when when the Jewish Jewish people would always look at scripture, um, and especially their Old Testament scriptures, they would always look at these different levels of these pearls that you mine from scripture. And when we look at that verse, those verses in Matthew 16, uh, in my in my tradition growing up, it was always just used as, "Hey, this is a salvation uh, verse." Mm-hmm. But yes. I think Jesus is, 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 is not only talking about the reality of our soul uh, being with him, but he's talking about the reality that we could actually forfeit uh, the, the, the transformation of our soul on this earth if we don't pay attention to it. Mm. And, um, uh, and so, even, and, and again, even when Mark 14, when Jesus is in the garden, uh, he, when he says, my soul is overwhelmed, again, that was not just a single dimension uh, of something going on in him. We, we know that his, his body was sweating blood at the time, his, his emotions of deep sorrow, his thoughts of death to come, a choice to be made that he was, you know, he was deciding to choose. And so it was, it was this full human experience of who he was uh, happening there in the garden. So it's, so it's just that we, we have to look at our soul. I think our soul has been so, like, just kind of pulled out as this nebulous thing but really it's it it really is the the housing unit of who we are like you said uh, randy uh, so it includes our it includes our body it includes our mind it includes our will our ability to choose and the the soul kind of encaptures or uh, kind of packages that all and who we are as a person is that what you're saying yes that's my understanding and so uh you know we're we're, i can't believe our first segment is already (laughs) it just flies through here i'll tell you what let's push pause real quick we're going to take a break from our sponsors and we want to thank you guys for listening we're going to pick up where we left off here we're going to talk about in the next segment some things that harm or damage our soul and uh, where we go from there so thanks for listening to solid steps radio we'll be back shortly Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. This is Chad Russell along with Kurt Souter. And we are talking about the soul today. And we, if you, those of you just joining us, we are talking about stuff that uh, a lot of times men, we just kind of gravitate from. And, and Kurt, give us a talk about a little bit what the definition of soul is. 
Well, the, in the last segment, we talked about, you know, really that the soul in houses or, you know, houses our whole being, our whole person. And it's, it's, it's the, the will, it's the, the mind, it's the body, it's, it's all of who we are as a human being. And uh, Slim, you want to comment on that? No, no, you just did a pretty good job of encapsulating that, brother. <laughs> okay, I mean, that, you know, that—that's that, what we and we don't we don't talk about and and you know we didn't mention the last, but they're all connected. You know, a lot of times and, when something's going on wrong in our body, it's because there's something that's maybe a, a possibility of something that's going on in our soul that there's there's some confliction going on. Um, yeah, and I think I think Kurt too that you know to look at this you know um, I forget the, this, who made the statement, but the, the chief aim of man is to glorify God. That our soul's purpose is to bring glory to Him, and and so often we just take that as I'm just supposed to do good things for God in this world. Well, it's it's so much more beyond that. Uh, if our if our chief aim of man is to glorify God with our soul then it is absolutely imperative that we actually take a hard look at our soul, especially when things have gone kind of uh, wrong, because we know that our soul is, our, our soul is broken because of sin. And, 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 and just because, I was just reading recently about even when our body is completely broken, when we are, you know, maybe even in a, you know, in the hospital or, you know, even in a coma, we are still, you know, our, our, our human existence is still very much real. And uh, you, you, you know, comment on that? He's throwing it back to me. <laughs> yeah, I just did. <laughs> Remember, he's yeah. not in the room. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I uh, you know, yeah, I believe that you know our soul is all of our souls uh, need healing. They need um, they, we need to take a look at you know what what damage have we done to our soul? Uh, what, well, what damage has this life done to our soul? Okay, so um, so Tim, t- tell us about how do we damage our soul? What are ways that we can even maybe shrink our soul? Well, I think uh, there's quite a few ways. Um, one, one are, are the pace of our lifestyle uh, is a killer of our soul uh, because it gives us no margin or room to even, um, you know, look at uh, our soul. Um, I think our woundedness, uh, you know, Oh, and that wounds can come from all kinds of things, right? Our family of origin it can come from tragedy or suffering. Um, it can come from, um, you know, people who have taken advantage of us. Um, th- those things, again, leave scars on our soul. Our ego uh, is a, a huge piece of us that harms our soul. I think we, um, again, uh, for centuries... Uh, Church fathers and mothers have talked about this dichotomy between our false self, true self, and that that even by the age of ten, our false self kind of ways of being in this world have been established, and um, that right there kind of almost puts a, a falseness on on really what we believe our soul to be and how we are in this world, and so we have 
uh, a whole lifetime to begin to unpack that, because that really has to do with our identity in Christ, um, living out of our true self versus living out of our false self. But I'll, I'll throw it back to you guys. And what, what are other things that you guys think? Yeah, Randy, what? Well, I think that we've got a choice. We've got a choice to either grow closer to God, or we've got a choice to be self-referenced and, uh, you know, to be, uh, uh, and the choices, I think, in, in what enhances our soul, what uh, builds our soul, is developing a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we're created for that relationship, and, uh, but we have a choice. Well, you know, we have a will um, that God's uh, uh, given to us as a gift, and uh, we can choose not to do that. And, uh, and, and just like you were talking, Slim, the false self um, is created, um, uh, which uh, is a self-reference self, uh, self. You know, mm-hmm. we can do it ourselves, yeah. uh, which is, you know, a lot of, th- you know, men uh, particularly think that uh, I've got this. And uh, yeah. uh, many times we don't got this. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and um, uh, you know, so we, um, uh, you know, we tend to go down that path. And once we go back and, and develop that relationship with God, um, which so what enhances our, our soul, you know, is to, to you know, to, to, whether it's a desert day or, you know, spending time with the Lord and uh, developing that relationship. So, so the, the flip side of that is uh, the way to shrink your soul, the way to uh, damage your soul, the way to um, limit your soul is to neglect the Lord to not be with him, not to not to choose him. You know, the Bible says, "Draw near to God, and He'll draw near to you." But if we don't draw near to God, in one sense, uh, He won't draw near to us, and also our our soul begins to shrivel. Right, and there's so many daily experiences of uh, you know time commitments and managing time is um, you know so difficult uh, for for men um, just from you know the perspective of you know we got so much on our plates um, and uh, you know pulling away and making time for the Lord um, to develop that relationship it takes time mm. and uh, yeah. you know unplugging from things is um, yeah. is difficult for men to do um, you know whether it's uh, whatever it might be um, you know, you know your your jobs or your you know the uh, your you know families and the commitments that you've got there and the and uh, you know it, it, you know at church and the commitments you've got there and and uh, uh, just so much that would uh, draw your attention um, away from spending time with the Lord and I think that's uh, one of the, the critical aspects of uh, yeah and, uh, and I think Randy I think you know I just would would say you know Randy I think that's a beautiful point because I think probably one of the most uh, damaging things to our soul is just a lack of being with Jesus. I mean, his fundamental call on us was was not to go to church, not do a bunch of things for him, but actually be with him. And I think um, I think so many Christ followers have settled uh, that their only soul care happens one hour on a Sunday morning in America, and that has um, more than anything probably left us with a uh, really an emptiness uh, in our own soul because Jesus our, our soul gets transformed with Jesus uh, I mean that's when it mostly gets transformed when we're when we're with him I, I, I want to ask Bill Bill share with us a little bit of how maybe uh, your soul through the years has been damaged or shrunk or what you've learned in this experience sure sure um, Sitting here today, compared to, say, uh, six months ago, uh, before I started to understand more about the soul, 
I can look back and say that my first place was lack of awareness of the soul. I really didn't recognize the difference between the soul and just living life. And uh, that in itself, I think, neglected the soul, neglected what the soul needed. And I think what the soul needs most is rest in God and rest with God and Mm -hmm. quietness in God. I'm blessed with a wonderful wife, but unfortunately she's had illnesses, emotional illnesses for 15 or 20 years. And that brought a lot of stress into our life. Uh, No choice of hers or ours, but it brought a lot of choice, a lot of stress into our life in our home. And until I started to really understand the soul, um, I didn't understand how to rest uh, from that chaos, from that affliction of stress and uh, unwanted stress and as a man you just try to run through it and find your way through it and Mm. get up the next day tired and continue to proceed but uh, today I can look back and say that the medicine for that for me would have been uh, much 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 better taken if I would have just rested in my soul and like I say to begin with I said that it was awareness lack of awareness and I really think that uh, that's where it begins is understanding that you have a soul and uh, your soul must rest and it must rest in God. Now, you're not talking about, you know, selling everything you've got and go to a monastery and being a monk for the rest of your life. You're not talking about that. No, not at all. Not at all. Uh, we still we live a wonderful life. And in fact, uh, uh, since I uh, learned more about my soul and to rest it, I, I find life fuller and brighter and more colorful than I did uh, prior to learning about that soul. We, we, and, and we're going to talk about that in the, in the next uh, two segments, about how, how do we experience more of that color, more of the fullness of the soul, and grow uh, that soul. But it, it, it really is possible for us to just plow through life and neglect our soul, mm-hmm. and, 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 and we really miss all of that expression of color and vibrancy. You know, Jesus said, um, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That, I, that <laughs> to me, just would describe a very uh, shriveled up soul. But Jesus says, but I have come to give you life and life to the full, of the abundant life, um, and a life of of." of really enjoying, you know, peace and joy and love. Yeah. Just all of that. You know, Slim, you you said earlier that the Westminster Catechism was to the chief end of man is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. So we're going to talk about that in the next segment. We're going to take a break and we'll be back shortly with Solid Steps Radio. Thanks for listening.